0: Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world in Nintendo. I'm Christina.
1: And I am Michael, and we are back from our food coma from Thanksgiving time. So, welcome back.
0: And Christmas decorating, and it's, tis the season.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep, it's uh, the, the the gap between, I guess... Thanksgiving and getting back to work is filled with Christmas tree hunting and Black Friday sales and Cyber Monday and all that fun stuff. So we were definitely doing a lot of holiday cheer and getting in the getting in the mood for Christmas.
0: I, I always like this time of year, too, because in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's just a fog of Christmas lights and hot cocoa and soup and... All the good things that come with the cold weather. Mm -hmm. And then after Christmas, it all sucks. But
1: (laughs) yeah, then it goes back to just being a year, a year until the next Christmas.
0: Gross cold weather that we all hate.
1: (laughs) No, I I agree with you. I I love this time of year, obviously. So I'm excited that we're in it and getting, you know, festive over here. I switched my stream, um, um, like,
0: Overlay? webcam
1: well not the mm-hmm. overlay because i couldn't find a good overlay but the, at least the webcam overlay you know the the mm-hmm. frame for it. i put the christmas lights back on got rid of the pumpkins and stuff so i am excited for all of that um so next time i stream people can see my little christmas decorations
0: <laughs> yeah i should probably get rid of the pumpkin theme too yeah it might it, be time a little past that <laughs> time for some christmas lights <laughs> so so uh, i have a joke for you michael
1: Oh, I can't wait.
0: <laughs> what kind of overalls does Mario wear?
1: I don't know. What kind?
0: Denim, denim, denim.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: I said that one to my dad and he didn't get it. Wow. <laughs> he's he's more of like a, a PC gamer, not necessarily a Nintendo console mm-hmm. gamer, but my sister appreciated it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I
1: like that. Yeah.
0: Cute. Yeah. Well, let's move on to our news this week. Now, obviously, we skipped a week, so this first story is a little out of date, but I still think it's pretty relevant. Uh, apparently, a fire broke out at Super Nintendo World, specifically on the Yoshi ride, and it uh, the park was forced to temporarily close. The fire was spotted by one of the park's employees late on November 23rd. Just after all park visitors left for the day. So that was good. Nobody was hurt or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staff member called Japan the emergency services reporting a fire in the ceiling of the indoor section of Yoshi's Adventure Ride. To properly investigate, the, sh- the park shut its door to the public on the 24th and then reopened on the 25th. But that Yoshi ride is going to stay closed for whoever knows how long.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that yoshi ride I feel like is uh cursed because if you remember not too long ago
0: mm-hmm. the uh
1: the some of the parts had fallen off of the mm-hmm. yoshi ride. So yeah, it definitely doesn't seem like they're having a lot of luck with this park. I don't know if that's a sign that this thing was rushed and was not built very well or what's going on here.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it was built on like an ancient burial ground or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um,
0: but I think a lot of people, you know, the burning question is what exactly happened? Uh, some people were like, oh, it's got to be Bowser. But, you know, Bowser had an alibi and uh, speculations did include fire flowers. Some employees did actually report seeing Mario and Luigi practicing throwing fireballs at each other earlier in the day. Uh, so those those two were taken in for questioning. And, um oh boy. I guess we'll see you know, I guess we'll if see they release it. any more information. Yeah,
1: we'll see how it turns out. Maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll just try to play it into the lore of uh, Mario.
0: Yeah, I hope so. That would be funny.
1: See him taken out in handcuffs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bowser, maybe, no. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That
1: would be funny. Oh, boy. Uh, So also speaking of news from last week, Doug Bowser recently had an internal email. It's important to mention this was an internal email to all levels of the company uh, about the recent controversy with Activision and Blizzard and all of the things that have been going on over there. So they shared, somebody leaked this internal memo, and basically Doug is saying what we would all just assume that hey this is bad you know we don't we don't condone this and to quote it he goes along with all of you i've been following the latest developments with activision blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company i find these accounts distressing and disturbing they run counter to my values as well as nintendo's beliefs values and policies every company in the industry must create an environment where everyone is respected and treated as equals and we're all and where all understand the consequences of not doing so. I think that is obvious. I I don't know why this needs to be stated. It seems like people in this industry and all industries should understand that this is not good behavior. But I I, I can understand the fact that he does want to just put this out there to everybody involved, whether it's at Nintendo or even in some of their partners, such as Retro and Next Level Games. He just wanted to put it out there for all to see that, you know, This is not something Nintendo is going to stand for. Um, Mm -hmm. Kind of weird that they would do it, but I guess, I guess some, you know, it's internal. It's not like this is a public, you know, statement that, uh, you know, he needed, felt a need to put out to the press, but still Mm -hmm. worth noting that internally, Nintendo is kind of taking a stance against this, uh, hopefully, and, um, and, and says, you know, hey, if, this is going on, you, you better stop because we're going to be pretty serious about this.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that it was an internal thing, like you said. They're not just doing it for press. And yeah. it's better than them not saying anything at all. Mm-hmm. If anything, this shows me that they're paying attention, they're keeping an eye on what's going on, and because Nintendo and um, Activision Blizzard are both members of the ESA, the Entertainment Software Association, mm-hmm. um, which it basically... Uh, keeps an eye on stuff like this. The fact that Blizzard had let this get to the point it has, and they're like both Blizzard and Nintendo are part of the ESA, it's just like Nintendo saying, you know, yeah, we're part of the ESA, but they're not really keeping a close eye on us as well as they should. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah,
1: I mean it's it's some of it needs to be policed internally anyway you know you can't have outside organizations keeping an eye on everything so they should definitely be policing this internally Uh, Mm -hmm. i do think like you said it's good that it's was meant to be more of an internal thing as for as i I don't think nintendo and doug bowser needs to be putting up public statements and getting into that sort of realm um no but it is good that they're kind of keeping it internal and, and trying to make sure none of this happens
0: Mm-hmm. And I think too, if it was public, it would have just looked like a gesture and not like a genuine, we're keeping an eye on this kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on to some good news Pokemon Unite wins at Google Play's Best Game of 2021 award, mm. which is pretty crazy. So if you guys don't know what that is, so Google Play's Best of 21 Awards is a celebration of apps and games that made positive contributions to culture in the year. It didn't just win best game though. Um, it also found itself among a lot of other winners in the best competitive games category as well.
1: Nice, yeah, it's yeah. a fun one. I haven't played it in quite a while. I know it's been getting updates and uh, Pokemon have been coming and going mm-hmm. from it, but it's it's exciting. It is it is a great game. It is a lot of fun, and it's it's nice that it's uh, getting some acknowledgement.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for them. <laughs>
1: So we also got the last free update for Mario Golf version 4.0 is now out. And with it, we have new courses, new modes, and new characters. Some of the new characters that came out are the Wiggler and Shy Guy. The Wiggler is a power type character. And Shy Guy is well-balanced all-around character that is easy to use in any situation new courses now i'm excited about the new courses you have shell top sanctuary which is made entirely of 18 short holes with two difficulty levels it's very very simple you're it's it's much more stripped down i think they're par three holes so it'll be a lot of fun to just kind of go in there and play around on these and the Mm all-star summit which has a design that's more what i think of when you think of mario golf it's built all of the greens are like shaped and styled like different Mario characters. It definitely is more of a fun and crazy version of golf. And that's kind of what I've been hoping for in Mario golf. I'm excited to see that you're going to have a mix of the more realistic courses, but also some of these more over-the-top crazy courses. That's what Mario golf was missing when it launched. We're also getting new modes. We're getting target gold, which if you have ever done top golf or a top golf type knockoff where you go and you drive a ball at that big target on the ground. That's essentially target gold. You're going to be just driving towards these different targets and getting points and stuff like that. It seems like that would be a lot of fun. And then there's a one-on-one putt. So this is added to solo score challenge, a mode where you must hit the green on the first swing and then putt into the cup on the second swing, which is tough, but that's cool. Mm-hmm. That's going to add to your actual other modes so if you get really good on one-on-one i mean then you're then you're great you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're gonna be good in normal golf mode so i'm excited for all of this they did say and this is kind of going back to the animal crossing you know questioning wording and stuff that this is the last quote free update so people are already wondering does that mean we actually get paid dlc on this game now or not it's not really clear is this, it? Is this going yeah. to be it but i will say that For my concerns, and I think the majority of concerns across the board that Mario golf did not feel like a finished game when it launched. These two free updates have definitely felt, or three maybe, uh, big updates have really fleshed this game out. It does feel like this is a complete Mario Golf game. I think it's definitely worth the full price now, uh, and there's a lot in there for everybody to enjoy. So I'm excited for this. I haven't played it in a bit, so maybe this will draw me back in to get back into Mario Golf. There's just so many games to play that I haven't jumped back into it, but I am super excited by what they added to Mario Golf.
0: How do you how do you feel about this trend that has been going on? So Animal Crossing, when they released the game, there's a lot of stuff missing. And then they had the couple of free updates and now that's it, it's done. And now it kind of seems like they just did the same exact thing with Mario Golf, mm-hmm. where they released the game, there was still stuff missing, people noticed stuff was was not completely finished. So they give a couple free updates and kind of put it under the skies, like, yeah, we're giving you free stuff when technically it's just finishing the game. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it personally, but I'm curious how you feel about it.
1: I, I mean, I, I I wish this stuff was just in there to begin with. Obviously, yeah. I think that's the the you know more important, but the fact that they're doing it as free updates as opposed to paid updates is it it lessens the bad taste in my mouth. So if mm-hmm. they were charging for these updates to essentially make it a complete game, that's not good at all. This, right. I, you know, they're, they've given two or three decent, big actually, in a lot of these cases, updates. So I will say that if they're willing to do this, if some for some reason it's time constraints or I don't know why they wouldn't just make this the game, mm-hmm. then... Uh, doing it as a free update is, is the way to do it. My thinking is they put out a game that's playable, that's got some stuff, and then they do these updates because that drags out the length of it. It drags out. I mean, we're talking about Mario Golf now. So it's kind of like it drags it out a little bit. But it drags out the conversation for these games. And I'm wondering if in some ways that's part of the thought that goes into it, if it's a marketing thing and, you know, oh, we'll put out Animal Crossing. People will love it for a year and then we'll give them a taste of a free update and and then we'll drop this big update and that'll get people back. Maybe that's how they're looking at it. But ideally, I do think fans of these games and gamers in general are getting pretty tired of this. And I just want the game. Just give me the game. And then once I have that release possibility for paid DLC a year later. And most likely people will feel that they've gotten a lot of content and a lot of worth out of what they already paid for that they would pay for paid DLC because mm-hmm. they felt like it was a good value. Um I don't I don't love this trend of kind of giving you a third of the game or half of the game and then yeah kind of trickling out the rest to flesh it out.
0: I kinda I, I feel similarly. It it feels Like, why should I spend $60 on something that may get updates or may not get updates in the future? There's no guarantee that they're going to have a bunch of free updates when they release a game. They may say there will be some free updates later, but you don't know what they're going to include. You don't know if it's going to be worth the $60 that you're putting towards a game right away in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And it just makes me question, like, how much of a game am I going to get when I buy it right away?
1: Yeah, and I think that's yeah. what makes reviews even more important now. There's a lot of games that people just assumed would have been amazing and then they come out and you're, oh, this isn't done or this is broken or this just isn't very Feels good. Feels like
0: something's missing. Yeah. yeah,
1: it seems like that's happening a lot now. And uh, I think that's all the more reason that we need to trust in in reviews or wait and hold hold on to our money a little bit longer because you just don't know anymore.
0: Yeah, I think I'm I'm past the time of pre-ordering. There's no reason to anymore, mm-hmm. especially when you're not getting the full game right away anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's just just a thought I had when I was putting the notes together and I'm like, you know, I'm I'm seeing a trend. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this a little bit before. So, just something I wanted to chat about a little mm-hmm. bit. The last bit of news we have this week is news about the live action mega man movie now this was originally announced by capcom back in 2018 and it seems like we have a little more info now it hasn't been officially confirmed but it seems that the film is going to be netflix exclusive Uh, we've seen a lot of films be netflix exclusive recently that have done pretty well what's the one with ryan reynolds and the rock that they just did it was like red notice or something Mm. like that yeah that did super well i actually really enjoyed the movie it was cute I don't think it it's a movie that necessarily needs to go to theaters because I think Mega Man is pretty niche, but maybe that's just me. Uh, I think
1: that that's a great place for people to have more access to it. I think that yeah. it will do better on a Netflix and have more attention and probably more people to watch it than if it went into a theater and then people had to wait for it to come out.
0: Mm-hmm. I think that's true. Yeah, I'm just thinking back to, like, Pokemon. Was was, uh, the Pokemon movie uh, Detective Detective Pikachu? Pikachu. That was in theaters, yes? Yeah. Yeah, that was in theaters. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just thinking back to other movies that are similar and see how they did. So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing.
1: Well, but you can't compare Mega Man to Pokemon, though. I mean, the the, the following for Pokemon is a billion times more.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. But and keep in mind, too, the movie is still in the very early stages. I think they just nailed down the writer and they just started the process of writing. So mm-hmm. nothing has been filmed yet. Who knows when this is actually going to come out. Um, but also keep in mind that Mega Man, the series, will be turning 35 next year. So maybe we'll actually hear more official details about it then.
1: Yeah, I'm sure. That's exciting. I I mm-hmm. haven't really followed along Mega Man, but I would watch this Check this out for sure, especially if it's going to Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. Why not? And that's what I'm saying. Like, if this came to a theater, the likelihood of me paying to go see this is very little. But the fact that I already have Netflix, and if it comes to Netflix, I will check this out 100%. Yeah. I'd I'm sure it. a lot
0: of people will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this kind of also goes online too with, you know, Nintendo was saying they wanted to uh, commit more money, time, and energy into the entertainment part of what all their IPs. So this would line up with that pretty yep. well yep. yeah well that does it for our news and brings us to our top 10 bestsellers this week in first place we have pokemon brilliant diamond and second we have mario kart 8 deluxe third pokemon shining pearl fourth mario party superstars and you can tell that the black friday deals <laughs> had an impact this week because in fifth we have inside back in the top 10 and mm. sixth we have among us seventh unravel Two. Eighth cuphead don't deal with the devil and then ninth Super Mario Brothers deluxe and then in 10th we have animal crossing New Horizons back in the top 10.
1: oh yeah definitely definitely was a Black Friday there were so many games for I sale I, I did think you get anything I did not only because I have so many already I'm running out of room yeah. on my on my um, on my SD card i just I I have I have too much to play so even though they're mm-hmm. very good deals the things that I saw on there that I had in my wish list that had the deals were sort of second tier to the things I've already got. And yeah. I just would rather kind of get rid of my backlog a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. And also, too, because every single week, pretty much, we're looking at the games coming out when there is any kind of sale or whatever. We pick up the games that are on our wish list, so yeah, yeah. we already got them at a good price. So yeah. why are we buying them on just Black Friday? Uh, and then, as far as new games that made it into the top thirty, in twenty second place, we have Big Brain Academy: Brain versus Brain. There is a demo available for this, and I did download the demo. Nice demo, demo for this. So
1: I'm gonna have to pick that up. I want to try yeah. the demo at least. I used to love this game when it was on the DS, so I'll I'll probably be checking this one out for sure. Yeah. That gets us into new releases we're into this week. We have a bunch of checks. Once again, I have the first check coming out December 7th, Beyond a Steel Sky for $40. It's a 3D adventure thriller set in an AI-driven future. Subvert the world, hack the systems, and solve dark conspiracies to uncover the devastating truth. I love this. You kind of felt like um BioShock Infinite when I was watching the trailer because mm-hmm. you're going to this world that's sort of uh it seems very beautiful and 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 idealistic and wonderful and then all of a sudden there's like little bits and pieces that you know start to crack and you start to see oh this is there's something dark happening here this has very positive reviews on steam and if you want it there it's 35 dollars, so you do pay a little bit of a switch tax on the switch but it looked very good and it kind of reminds me of that bioshock or outer worlds so if you're into those types of games then I would highly suggest looking this one up.
0: Yeah, I checked this one too for that exact reason. It reminded me of Bioshock Infinite. Maybe a little more steampunky, but Mm -hmm. still really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The next one I have checked on December 8th called Transient Extended Edition. In the distant post-apocalyptic future, what is left of mankind lives in an enclosed citadel created to survive the harsh outside environment. Uh, you dive deep into a dystopian world, investigate what's happening with, to you and your friends. You solve puzzles, hack systems, and plug in to explore other dimensions. That made me immediately think of Observer, the game that I just streamed for mm-hmm. in October for Halloween. And the only thing that kind of turned me off from it was there isn't really a story that you're trying to figure out based on what I've read about Transient. Mm-hmm. Observer had a pretty interesting story. Um, Transient just kind of seems like it's, it's like you're going these other dimensions for the sake of going to other dimensions, and it's weird and zany and crazy and and dystopian. Uh, it looks cool. It looks interesting. So I put a check on this one. But again, not seeing much of a story there, so it's not going to be at the top of my list.
1: But mm-hmm. well, yeah. this this one's one of the Lovecraftian, you know, mm-hmm. uh, inspired games, and I, I'm just not into Lovecraftian genre in general i don't they don't do anything for me so when i saw that that i was watching the trailer i'm like this feels very lovecraftian and then oh it's inspired by hp lovecraft i was like oh yeah it yeah. makes a lot of sense i just don't it's a lot of like the tech mixed with the organic and there's tentacles always and there's monsters and it always kind of feels <laughs> the same when i see those lovecraftian uh, inspired mm-hmm. games. So that one was a pass for me, but I did get the observer connection. I could see that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it, those worlds always kind of feel very similar when it's gets into that genre.
0: Yeah. Especially a lot of the stuff they were describing. I was like, okay, I'm literally thinking of, or visualizing parts in observer when they were explaining it. Yeah. So it does seem a little more metal and a little more of a thriller, but mm-hmm. even still, it's pretty similar. Mm-hmm. The next game that I and Michael both have checked is on December 9th called Witchwood. It's a crafting adventure game set in an expressive land of gothic fables and fairy tales. The look of this game, it's very charming. It's like a storybook. It Mm -hmm. looks very, very pretty. It's beautiful. Um, Yeah. Uh, As the mysterious old Witch of the Woods, you will explore a strange countryside, collect magical ingredients, brew sorcerous enchantments and pass your twisted judgment upon a capricious cast of characters and creatures i want this game (laughs) of all the games that i saw this week this one stood out as being like the top one that i want it looks very sweet yeah this looks great yeah
1: I love the the style of this a lot. It has crafting. The second I saw the little game page and I saw this big, intricate crafting window with all the spells <laughs> and the things that you yeah. can get, I was sold on it. I really enjoy that part of any game. I like the idea that you have to wander around these little beautiful locations um, and collect the ingredients so that you can do what you need to do. And I thought that the this overall style of this, this feels like a game that could have been very easily done in that pixelated style that we've all seen Mm -hmm. and very familiar with and i like that they went more with a hand-drawn illustration and storybook uh style with this it just feels right considering the genre there's You know, there's there's parts with like little red riding hood in it and things like that. So it feels that it should look like a storybook. It's kind of pulling inspiration from all those those fables. So I love the look of it. I love how bright it is. And I'm really, really interested in this one, too.
0: Yeah. And the way the characters like run around and the way it's it it's set up reminds me of Don't Starve. Mm -hmm. But also it's just the opposite end of the spectrum of Don't Starve. Like Don't Starve is very dark and dreary and haunting in a way but this looks very not cute but charming again it's the best way I can describe it but it's not so charming where it's like for little kids Mm -hmm. because I know we're talking about fables and fairy tales I think this is definitely an adult game Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah just check it out it looks really really interesting yeah
1: Definitely. And then the last one that we have checked is Loop Hero. This is coming out December 9th. This is normally going to be $15. It's on sale for $13.50. The one thing that stood out to me, and I've heard a lot of great things about Loop Hero, but it is a Game Awards uh, nominee for this year for Indie Game. The basic premise of Loop Hero is kind of unique because the world has been thrown into a timeless loop and plunged its inhabitants into never-ending chaos. You are sort of, you're not playing as the hero necessarily, but you're sort of the overseer of this entire world. And you have a You have to wield an expanding deck of mystical cards to place enemies, buildings, and terrain along with each unique expedition loop for the brave hero. So uh, from what I gather, this is a roguelike where you have this deck of cards and you have to sort of create the obstacles for the hero that's going to be doing the battles autoplay. You're not actually playing the hero. You have to just set up the world that he's going to be battling through and eventually get to the very end where you end this loop where you end the game and along the way you're going to unlock new classes and new cards and you're going to keep trial and error your way to get further and further in the game. I I I at first was thinking I'm the bad guy because I thought I had to try to keep putting obstacles and stop the hero but it seems like you are putting obstacles but you're also trying to work with the hero so you must have certain cards that you have to use but then you have other cards that help your hero. So there's like camps and places where they can go and sort of rest up. And my guess mm-hmm. is you you have obligations where you have to play the bad cards, but you also can play the good cards to kind of keep their journey moving forward. I'm, I'm excited to check this out. I think this looks interesting. I don't love the art style. It is that pixelated art style. I know a lot of people, it's like a gothic pixelated art style. I know a lot of people mm-hmm. really gravitate towards that. I don't, but I do like the... Um, the actual gameplay mechanic of this. And I think it sounds really, really interesting in the strategy of, do I have the character go here or there? What do I have them do? Is there, should I put a camp here yet or not? So I really like all of that and I'm excited um, to, to maybe check this one out. Now, I also wanted to mention, because this is a Game Awards nominee for Best Indie, there's actually... Uh, quite a few coming out that are worth noting. Nintendo has, jeez, I don't even know. There's, they're, they're not all going to be part of Nintendo's first party games, but Nintendo has. Let's see. the 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 one I'm most excited to see and hoping for is Metroid Dread is nominated for Game of the Year. Uh, then you have Monster Hunter Rise, which is nominated for Best RPG. Another nice. one nominated for Best RPG is Shin Megami Tensei V. Mario mm-hmm. Party Superstars is nominated for Best Family. New Pokemon Snap is also for Best Family. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser Fury is also Best Family. WarioWare, Get It Together, also Best family Nintendo
0: so, always takes the family category. They always pull it out. They
1: always, up. Yeah, they always <laughs> take the uh, that that category for sure. Yeah, but there's other games on there. Obviously, there's Death Store, which we talked about. That's nominated for best indie game. This one was be- nominated for best indie game. uh The Forgotten City, which is best debut indie. These are all games you can play on the Switch. No longer home is games for impact, Apex Legends, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. We all know those. They've been around forever. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah. There's quite a few that you can play on the Switch that are nominated. I am really hoping and keeping my fingers crossed for Metroid Dread to get best game of the year. I think that would be pretty exciting. I haven't looked to see what it's up against, uh, but they're probably terrible. They're probably terrible games compared to Metroid (laughs) Dread. So I think that one should should take it. And there are rumors that we may see some nintendo news announced during the game awards and now i don't know if that's going to happen for sure or not but uh yeah this it was it was kind of alluded to it was teased that the game awards is going to be showing some content that has been in the works for years to get it to be announced and uh, maybe we're going to see some official nintendo stuff other people are saying that it's could be Starfield. We may be seeing some more mm. Starfield announced during the game awards. But I'm always I always like the game awards. It's kind of like a mini E3, even though that's not the point of it. I think game studios like to announce some things there because E3 is more of an insider's thing. You know, we you have to really be into games to kind of be following along E3, where the game awards, even though you're into games, I think they have a broader appeal. And it's yeah. you know, it's televised and people can watch it or whatever. And um, I I do think that you you probably have other people watching that that maybe are not so invested in video games. So I could see where Starfield or maybe the the you know Breath of the Wild two will be shown during these to kind of get people excited.
0: It'll actually probably end up being just more bayonetta gameplay.
1: I would be fine with that. <laughs> I mean I'm, but I'm
0: thinking that just because of how Nintendo does stuff, it's like I mean, others. That's like That's not like we're that gonna would be sh- a
1: letdown though. People have been no, wanting no, Bayonetta know, for I years. Know.
0: I know, but it's now that they actually show something for Bayonetta, they're gonna be like showing us so much bayonetta all the time. Wow. But that's that's my theory, but we'll see. I'm hoping for Breath of the Wild. I would love to. When you first mentioned it to me earlier, I got goosebumps, so but yeah, I, I'm happy with anything. Starfield, that that looks cool too. Like anything I'm happy yeah,
1: about seeing. I'm I'm definitely yeah. would love some more Starfields, even though it's not Nintendo related related. I would love to I would love to see more Bayonetta. I would love I, I would be excited for more Zelda. I, I'm still kind of not super into it right now. I don't know why. The little bits and pieces that I've seen of Zelda, it's kind of feels like, yeah, that's Zelda. It's Breath of the Wild. I just played that. Um, but I know once it comes out, I will be excited for it. It's just right now I'm not.
0: Not more of the story. That's yeah, I, mean. I just need to yeah. see.
1: I need to kind of. I, I need to see more than what I've seen to get excited for it. And I know once it does come out, I will be super into it and I will be pumped for it. But right now, there's other things that have me more excited.
0: Probably, um, like Mario Kart Nine or another Smash Brothers game. I think Mario, probably that. I think
1: Mario Kart Nine would be a huge. I don't think Smash will happen, but I think Mario Kart Nine <laughs> would be a huge. Uh, a huge surprise for people i think that would actually be a that's like nintendo's number a one a lot of people game. have been
0: wanting that yeah i mean so, but it's still isn't it in the top 10 this week i'd be surprised if it was just because
1: well i think it got bumped yeah. just because of all the other games that well, are it's out.
0: always it's almost always in the top 10 yeah if not it's in the top mario 20 kart movies, 8 deluxe
1: so. this year is in second or this week is in second place yeah it's been yeah. in the top 10 since we've started the podcast
0: <laughs> so it'd be kind of silly if nintendo is like oh well this one's doing so well let's give you uh the next one then
1: yeah but yeah. fans want it i mean it is time yeah, to come out with a new mario kart game yeah that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show what we're playing christina what have you been playing
0: not much (laughs) i i played a little animal crossing um right before thanksgiving because i did all the turkey day well actually on thanksgiving i did a bunch of the turkey day recipes and stuff but ever since then i honestly i haven't turned on my switch i've been so busy and my sister and i are doing this jewelry thing so all my free time is kind of going towards that and teaching and just a little too busy to remember to plug in my switch and charge it and (laughs) i suck i know
1: (laughs) because it's so hard to just put it in the dock
0: no it's just i I, it hasn't been on my mind to be completely honest with you yeah it just hasn't crossed my mind i mean i've been playing as far as game stuff goes any like related i've been playing Sudoku on my phone before i go to bed and i've been watching a lot of um halo story stuff Mm -hmm. with the new game that's coming out and just kind of Learning about all that stuff, all the lore and everything, because I like the the universe that's in and everything. So mm-hmm. I've been checking that out. But that's pretty much it for me, game related.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, So for me, I've been playing Metroid Dread. I streamed it again last week and making good progress. I'd like to be jumping back into that again very soon because I think I'm getting close. I really don't know. I don't feel like I'm close to complete. I don't feel like I'm mentally prepared to beat the game. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't I don't have nearly anywhere near the amount of items that I want to have. Any given location has 50% or less of the items found so it's kind of surprising to me that people have beat it in 10 hours 11 hours they I I don't feel like I'm I'm going slow necessarily I you know but I'm at 12 hours maybe now and I don't think I probably have another three hours I could play at least it's to me, it seems that way. So, how,
0: how many hours did you say you've probably played so far?
1: I think I am at 13
0: hours now. 13, oh, okay.
1: 12, 13 somewhere in there. I don't have it in front of you've me. You've got to be. Check. You've
0: got to be pretty close then, because I just looked it up really quick and it said that you're likely to spend around twelve and a half hours to obtain a hundred percent completion.
1: Yeah, and I'm nowhere near that. Yeah. nowhere near it. So I, I think I'm just a very slow Metroid player. I mean, I do. I'm, I'm. You
0: don't kinda, rush through it. Yeah. I'm not
1: rushing through it. I don't even want to. I'm not even pretending to be rushing through it. But I also yeah. am very. um OCD about collect like getting all the area on the map like going to all the areas on the map so Mm -hmm. when you are in a room and I'm I'm assuming most people are just kind of run through the room they're like okay I'm in this room I'm crazy so I have to jump around and clear the little map so that it's fully cleared out on my map, if that makes any sense. If people have played Metroid, they know what I'm talking about. So when you, when Sam mm-hmm. actually goes through an area of the map, it turns from like a muted color to a more vibrant color to say, oh yeah, you've been in that part of the room. I have to jump and get all of the colors to be that color, you know, that vibrant color. So it knows yeah. that I've been there. And uh, that's just something I like to do. It's it's the weird part in my brain that makes it feel more completed if i'm able to do that um, get your
0: money's worth that way
1: <laughs> well it's just i am just obsessive about it i really like yeah. like you've seen me play it i'll jump back and mm-hmm. forth a few times and clear out the room just because i like the way it looks on my mat being nice and clean mm-hmm. so
0: give th- you I'm that. Sure that serotonin but
1: even still that's okay maybe what uh, two seconds three seconds in each room that i'm doing that it may let's say it added an hour total of gameplay, which I don't even think it's added probably that much of total gameplay. I don't understand how... I think I'm just bad at games. I must be because I must take longer to do the boss battles or something. I'm not sure. But I'm absolutely loving every minute of it. This, the Every time I play Metroid Dread every move i do in the game feels just so cool i just feel (laughs) so so cool when i play that game you know samus the way she'll like do a backflip and block things and kick and shoot and hang off stuff and shoot you just feel so awesome when you're playing it um i'm I'm just loving every minute of it
0: you describing how you feel when you play metroid dread it feels like metroid dread is the new um batman arkham asylum yeah batman like arkham
1: was a very much yeah. the same way yeah exactly Yeah, it was like
0: everything you did in that game it felt like you meant to do I am that batman. and you are batman and like in this game you are famous yeah. like
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> it's
0: really it's, it's yeah it's cool how that I, and i wonder what it is that causes that to happen because some games i mean yeah you play a really cool character and you do a cool things but you don't feel like you are them well a tomb raider is a good example
1: i don't feel like lara croft when i play tomb raider i love lara croft i think that she's an awesome character but i don't feel like okay i'm in this role whereas samus or batman you just i feel like there's a real connection if you're hitting something or you're shooting something it just makes it feel like oh man i'm in this character right now when batman would be able to string together his moves and you're just jumping from person to person and you're knocking them out you just was like yeah mm-hmm. I, is, I am i am well, i think me. the
0: difference i think the difference there is you're playing a supernatural superhero basically yeah. laura croft is is
1: a normal person Advert- for the most part
0: advertised being like a very strong normal person yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was but, really good aim with a bow <laughs> but
1: samus is awesome yeah. i mean not only that but she just has so many cool poses and when she, you know yeah. a character comes up against her and like the cinematics and oh man it's just so good power up if you're still sleeping on metroid dread you got there's a demo you have to try it out i'm, I'm assuming mm-hmm. majority of people have at least tried the demo if you haven't you're doing yourself a disservice by not.
0: I need to play at least the demo of you it. Should. I you should. I think but... you
1: would probably even like it. I know you've been watching me play it, but I think- Thinking about it though I was making
0: my hands sweat.
1: Yeah, but playing it makes it just feel so yeah. much better. It just – like when you're actually doing it and you're actually doing mm-hmm. these quick moves and getting the shot in just the right amount of time. Like I killed that last Emmy and I think you watched the battle where I shot it's it. I mean it. I had a second. There was there was a part where when you're <laughs> fighting these Emmys, there's a certain sequence that you have to battle them and you have to basically – Shoot them in the head essentially, and you have to wear down this armor, which then breaks. And then you have to charge this other beam and shoot them in that weakened spot. So Mm -hmm. you don't get much time. The good thing is, while you're shooting that armor, they kind of time kind of slows a little bit. So you can sort of slow them down and then you're charging. So in that charging moment, you're completely vulnerable. You're just waiting for it to fire off, and you have to hope your aim is right on the money. And I mean, it was. A second of 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 a difference between me being dead that round or killing the Emmy, and I was able to do it. It just feels so rewarding when you're able to do it. It's great. It's such a sure. such a satisfying game. And then speaking of awesome characters, in addition to Metroid Dread, the only well, I've also been playing Fire Emblem, which has awesome characters as well. But the other game that's been taking up the majority of my gaming time is Halo. I have been playing. They released the multiplayer for Halo. Uh, Like Christina mentioned, the campaign comes out this week, and I am extremely excited to play this (laughs) campaign. I had been off of Halo for quite a while. I think the last one I, I don't know, I actually played and beat was Halo 3. I don't think I got into the other ones after the fact, because when I watched the like the gameplay updates on them and story updates. I don't remember seeing any of that first person. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the last actual game I played was Halo 3. And I've been catching up on the lore of Halo and how in-depth and how dense the lore of this game was that I just never realized when I was playing these games as, you know, being younger. And I just never really, like, thought of them or realized what was happening so much but now that I'm up to speed I am so excited for the campaign and the mm-hmm. multiplayer has been a blast to play I'm really really enjoying the multiplayer it is free to play if anybody's interested uh and you just it's so satisfying there's a lot of things that 343 could adjust and change and modify because I do think that there's a lot of um there's a lot of weird progression issues that it's having and sort of the microtransactions need to be you know, smoothed out a little bit. They're kind of all over the place. They're not doing a great job with that. But the core gameplay of the game is such a blast. It looks fantastic and it's a lot of fun. So that's been taking up the majority of my time.
0: Yeah, we've been texting back and forth theories about what's going to happen in the campaign and all that stuff this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun.
1: Well, if you want to write us and tell us what you have been playing, tell us what you think of Metroid Dread and Fire Emblem and the fact that Christina's not playing any Nintendo games and hates Nintendo now, you can feel free to do that. You can they go say that. You can go over to NintendoDispatch.com, hit that contact uh. button and let her know it's okay to love Nintendo. You can do that. You can love Nintendo. If you want to watch me play games on on Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv forward I just slash
0: rolled my eyes Nintendo so hard that
1: Dispatch. And if you would like to chat with us, you can go over to Twitter at Dispatch Podcast or go to our Discord where we have a link to that on our website. So as always, thank you so much for listening. And this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.